0: It's time for Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM, presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here is your host, the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin.
1: The Grizz certainly missed Stephen Adams. They got out-rebounded by 15 last night. They could not hit a shot, especially from three-point range. And my goodness, they took a lot of them. And nothing new. They lose another opener. They're now 5-18 in the 23 years they've been in Memphis. So nothing new there. But the Pelicans looked like the better team overall. They were. And the Grizz start off 23 24 0 And one. We got Pete Pranica to talk about that in a little bit, and he'll join us uh, toward the bottom of the hour. We got a special guest coming your way here in just about 10 minutes or less, and that would be the little general himself, because Lane College will be in town on Sunday, two o'clock tip off time at FedEx Forum. And yesterday, Penny met with the press, talked a little bit. We got our starters, now we know, and I got to give our friend Jason Munns, who on Monday nailed who the starting lineup would be. Javon Quinterly will be your starting point guard. Caleb Mills, who can play either guard position, will start at the two. You've got uh, Jaquan Walton, the shooter and slasher, who played at Wichita State. He will be your three. You've got Brown, your Center and David Jones will be your starting power forward. So that means that uh, Jalen Young, Nick Jourdain, Malcolm Dandridge, both the Hardaways, the freshmen, Sharon Font and Taylor, and Pierre Niles all will come off the bench. This is as deep a team as Penny has ever had. I've talked about how I think this is his toughest chore as a head coach. With all these productive players, how do you get every one of them to accept what their roles will be? Two of them, of course, will be happy because they'll be the scorers. But all the other guys are going to have to be role players. Can you get them to do that? According to both Penny and Caleb Mills, and and I should say uh, I'll throw in Jaden Hardaway too, all of them said this team is together, even more together than the group that did embrace their roles a year ago. So that, that will be interesting to see. Uh, even Penny said right now it's incredible. That once you get into the real games and you have to start sharing minutes and rotations and um, no, n- not taking as many shots, how will all of that play out? It will be interesting. It looks like, by the way, we learned yesterday that um, Coach Stansberry is going to be the head coach, no big surprise here. Penny, remember, has suspended the first three games. So it'll be Stansbury who will be the head coach uh, in those three games. We, as I mentioned, will have Andre Turner on his Dragons from Lane 15 and 13 last year, 12 and 8 in the uh, Southern Intercollegiate Athletic Association or Conference, I should say, the SIAC. That's the one that Lemoyne Owen is in, by the way. Um, they will. Uh, Be here, and we'll talk with him in just a little bit. We'll end the program, as we always do, on Thursdays with Jarvis Greer. He'll talk Grizz, Tiger football, because they get set to head tomorrow to Denton to take on North Texas. The Mean Green used to be the Eagles. You know, the Mean Green actually changed their name to the Mean Green because of Mean Joe Green. True. They they used that. That's, that's their most famous football player and they used it in their marketing. It's, it is it is interesting and uh, of course there's a Memphis sort of a Memphis connection with Daryl Dickey who was a longtime head coach there uh, and has been the coach in Memphis several times and Daryl Dickey uh, has that stadium named after him because a booster this is a good story, a booster liked Daryl Dickey a lot and had pledged to give money to build and redo the Stadium that they've been in since the, Memphis played them in the 50s. This, this thing goes back a long way. They were conference brothers in the old Missouri Valley in the 70s. And so this guy really liked Daryl Dickey, and, and he pledged his money to go to the redo of this stadium, a lot of it. And then a new AD came in and thought, we, we need to make a change. Dickey had been there a long time, and so he fired Daryl Dickey. And he had to go face this booster who really liked Daryl Dickey, who'd given all this mo- or had pledged at that point all this money. And so the uh, AD goes hat in hand to meet Mr. Booster. And Mr. Booster is a reasonable guy. I guess you could understand, but he didn't like the Daryl Dickey move. So he said to the AD, OK, I'll still give you the money on this one condition. You have to name the stadium after Daryl Dickey. So it's named after Daryl Dickey, although they have a different sponsor name now. But um, it was originally named for Daryl Dickey. I love that story. Uh, and, and I think uh, both um, uh, Eli and Harold this morning on uh, the morning show predicted that Memphis would win, even though they were worried about that half point because it's seven and a half. They predicted Memphis would win. I, I, I think so, too. Uh, Zach and I will make our picks tomorrow. But um, I think if you look at this, Memphis is going to run the football. This, this, the, this, this team, North Texas, they yield 256 yards a game on the ground. Blake Watson... Brennan Thomas, BT's back in the mix here. Sutton Smith are all going to get carries. I believe Memphis will be able to run the ball and keep the way, the ball away from a pretty prolific offense. So that'll be a lot of fun to watch. That'll be that's Saturday in Denton at 2 o'clock. Uh, and we'll talk more with Jarvis Kerr about that a little later in the program. In the meantime, we're going to head to Jackson and talk to Andre Turner at Lane College here in a second. I'll let you know I'm sitting in the family leisure studio. And a quick reminder to all of you, they do have that overstock sale going on. Look, they're they're asking for your help. Clear out the older stuff so they can bring in the newer stuff. And when I want to say older. I mean, I'm talking about select patio systems that are literally this past summer. They're state-of-the-art. They're all the new technology, all the great fabrics, all the great designs – And they're up to 50% off so they can make way for the newer stuff in the spring. It's that simple. Play gyms are under $2,000. If you're closing your pool, there's items up to 30% off to do that job, which I never like. But it has to be done. 30% off to help you. It's all happening at Family Leisure. And you know our title sponsor? Very simply, that is Genesis of Olive Branch. That Homer Skelton Olive Branch Genesis group has been with us for 10, 15 years now. I'm so appreciative to Chris True and all that gang. And the guy you need to see now over at Olive Branch Genesis, that's simple. That's Vinny Girard. Crazy Canadian, loves to talk hockey if you're into that, but he loves talking cars. And he's got some deals on the new SUVs that come from Genesis, the newest technology, sharp, shiny, bright. Very good looking and the greatest of ride. Luxury. That's the best way to put it. GV70, GV80, sales prices and special financing opportunities. Go see Vinny. He's right at the corner of Craft Road, the first exit in Mississippi off Highway 78 Lamar. Turn left and you'll love the experience at Genesis of Olive Branch. So we head to Jackson and Andre Turner, who joins us now. Coach, thank you so much. So many memories that I have when I start thinking about you and all those great teams of the early 80s. So let, let me start there. Do you ever talk to Keith Lee or Doom Haynes or, or any of, of those guys that were your teammates? Good morning.
2: Hey, good morning. Top of the morning, Dave. Uh, it's good to be here, man. Uh, uh, it's been a little bit since I've had an opportunity to uh, speak with uh Keith um so Uh I did I guess maybe about a week ago. Um uh probably out of the guys, uh he's been the one that I've uh, had an opportunity to speak with. I, uh, John Albright, you know, I you know oh, yeah. I, there, there are a few guys, uh, you know, on the squad, you know, John Albright, Rick McCoy they they uh, check in with me to make sure I'm make sure I'm okay. Uh as <laughs> they say, Hey coach, we we're checking in with you, man and uh so Ken Moody, uh, Ken Moody and I, we stay, we stay in contact uh, with one another, you know, of course, every, every once in a while I get opportunity to chat with uh, Dwight Boyd, because uh, sure. he's still over there, you know, uh, with the university, so I get an opportunity to kind of uh, stay in a little touch with my guys.
1: How about John Wilfong, Any, anything with
2: him, or in particular? Uh, oh, yeah, man, we, we, we've, had, we've had a couple of different events where my man uh, J-Dub has uh, showed up for me, man, and... And uh, uh, we've had an opportunity to, uh, to kind of talk and, and catch up a little bit with each other. And with these business schedules, man, is you know you, you, you get in where you can. The
1: the one guy nobody ever hears from, and I, I really liked him, and that's Doom. Uh, does anybody ever talk with Doom Haynes, Philip
2: Haynes? Look, man, that's that, 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 that's funny you mentioned because John Albright actually. Uh, I think he spoke on the phone uh, with Doom, uh, and, and I did too. I, I spoke with him, but I hadn't had an opportunity to lay eyes on Doom, and and I'd love to because he's here. He's in the uh, he's in the city, and um, you know we we've been talking about that, and I, I guess you know with uh, with John and I, you know, keeping in, in contact with each other uh, kind of on a regular basis. You know, we've been talking about just trying to get you know an opportunity just to get guys together, just uh, you know, sit and talk or. Or go grab, you know, lunch, uh, dinner, or something together. Yeah, just kind of reunite.
1: Well, those those early '80s were my first introduction to Memphis basketball, and some of my fondest memories in such great games and against great teams and and, and, and just just amazing stuff. So there, you're in my memory bank forever, Andre. You're always the little general. <laughs> I I, 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 I can tell you that for sure. Um, How's this gig? You you've taken it over. Last year you were fifteen and thirteen. You were twelve and eight in the uh, in the conference that Lemoyne Owen is in in that conference. Um, I'm, I'm looking. Uh, Christian Brothers is not in that conference. Is
2: that they're in a different? League. Uh, yeah, in a different conference, right? Okay. Yeah, they're in the South, right?
1: Um, it, it, are you happy you took this gig? Absolutely.
2: Dave, I'm, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be uh, at this juncture in my career. Um, and, you know, the first year I, I took over, you know, coming from high school as a uh, head coach and then jumping right into the head coaching uh, seat on the Division Two level um, was uh, n- not scary, but uh, because it's basketball, too. I know I listen to, you know, Coach Hardaway's, you know, uh, his interview when he was first getting a job at Memphis and it was just saying it's basketball. When when you've done something your whole life and you know it through and through and, and you've lived it, breathed it and, and you actually absolutely love what you do, then you know there's an excitement uh about, you know, jumping into it. But there were you know, a lot of things that I had to learn and so these two years have been a great learning curve for me and um man I'm 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 loving where I am.
1: Do you um have to become an assistant coach? to If you wanted to go up, do you think you have to become an assistant before you could become ahead of the D1, or am I way off base on that? And is it difficult once you've been a head coach, and you've been in high school now and at Division two collegiate, could you go back to being an assistant?
2: uh well, absolutely. I mean, that, that's exactly what I was before. I was, I was an assistant coach at my alma mater sure. before I became the uh, head coach, and I did it for four years. and And so, what you do at the at the assistant coach level, man, is you see a lot, and and you pay attention, and and you learn, you know, from your experience, and and you watch your head coach, and uh, we, you know, can always say, you know, at times, oh yeah, this is, this is one of these plays that I drew up, uh, or this is a scheme that I, but more than likely, you've seen it from somewhere else. You know, and you say, oh, let me borrow that," uh, because I think it fits in good with the the talent or the uh, you know level of guys that I have uh, on my team and what it is that I like to do, and 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 that's what I think you know we all do. But uh, I think that uh, uh, you know it, it just remains to be seen, and and it perhaps could be where uh, you know I'd have to uh, be an assistant coach, you know, at the next level uh, first and foremost, but. Yeah, you never know what God has in in plans for you, and so what you do is you just keep your head down and and you grind, man, and you do the best possible job that you can do with your guys, and 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 not forget that uh, this this basketball is uh, is a vehicle, and and we make sure that uh, these young men are being taught the you know the life skills, uh, and and along with basketball, if you if we keep a focus about making sure that they get the life skills, which is going to take them. Uh, a lot farther than the basketball will, because basketball will end one day. You know, regardless of how great anybody turns out to be, uh, it, it will stop. And and now, uh, what's what's next? I
1: I'm curious if we said Andre, what's your style? Who have you borrowed the most from? I mean, you've had so many coaches from Dana Kirk
2: man, man. in
1: college. <laughs> I know you played for the Seventy Sixers. I forget who that was. I believe you Jim played. Adam. Okay, and you played for Tom the Salkie, I know here for for Absolutely. that WBL team. That was a lot of fun watching that. Oh man! Um, that and 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 then uh, you know all the different pros overseas that that, that were coaches. How, how would you describe your style, and who had the most influence on you?
2: Man, that's something because I you know I, I go all the way back even to my my junior high days, uh, Dave. Where you know of course it's middle school now, but uh, my junior high days and and Coach Gary Stevenson was uh, uh an influence, uh, definitely. Uh, but uh, Coach Terry Boone, who became my ninth grade coach, it was his tenacity. Uh it was his uh grit uh about the game and he would not take I mean the I mean, the least amount of mistakes, you know, from us and he taught us to be tough. And and my and toughness, uh, without a doubt came from from right there uh, with, with Coach Boone, and I think Coach Boone was young, kind of kind of fresh out of college, and and he was uh, I mean he drove us he he drove us. You know my guys Steve Mitchell who played at UAB, my yeah. my backcourt mate Ricky Barrett uh, who played with me in high school as well. Uh, man, he when I tell you we probably we were probably three of the best on the team, but I think he he rolled us the toughest uh, out of out of any of the guys, and so we were taught to work extremely hard and man not take. You know, use excuses uh, at all, and, and so uh, Coach Boone's you know tenacity. Then Coach Morgan, Tim Morgan, uh, man, I love him. Yeah. Former yeah, Tiger assistant man. with Larry, <laughs> absolutely, man. And Coach Morgan was was one of those. He he was he was he was a brainiac, and Coach Morgan would would teach us uh, a lot about the game. And his preparation was because he knew what guys had the ability to go next level and so he was always teaching us and, and preparing us for next level and the guys that he knew and so in and, and, and that regard he stayed on me and he's the one who was responsible for me getting better at shooting the basketball they take the basketball home all summer long lay down in your bed with your one hand and shoot it in the air so you can get some rotation on the ball because i shot a flat dead ball and he was responsible for teaching you know me a lot and uh, and so if I just went on through that day, man, I'd be naming all these different coaches uh-huh. that I probably got little little tidbits from, you know, Coach Kirk. Uh, the, uh, our, our, our offense, man, our, one of our offenses right now is still one of the offenses that I got when uh, Coach Kirk was coached, you know, and, and I use it, you know, still to this day. Um, so, I mean, I have a lot of influence. All
1: right, tell me about your team. I know. Your leading returner from last year who averaged about 11 points, Floyd Williams, is back. You got the kid, Jesse Payne. Did you coach him in high
2: school? I did not. Coach Phillips, who's the assistant yeah. coach with uh, University, uh, right. Coach Jesse at, uh, at uh, Whitehaven.
1: Okay. Uh, so he's your leading assist guy from a year ago. Uh, t- talk a little bit about this ball club that we'll see Sunday against Memphis.
2: Well, I, I think we're um, – we are we're we're decently deep at the guard spot uh the guys have been working extremely hard and when you get uh you know about eight new guys and you're trying to incorporate them it's uh, it, it, it's it's a bit of work and it's it's timing uh and uh guys trying to build that chemistry you know, to find out what it is that you know the other guys like to do where they like the ball on the floor uh and what what guys do what uh and so the guys are working extremely hard. You know, we have a uh, a big guy, uh Julian Nizuku from Nigeria. He uh had an incident uh and so we're we're hoping that he um might be ready game time, but uh he he might not uh be ready for the game on Sunday, but he's he's a big guy uh about 6'8, about 260, 270 Um but I have a uh, uh, a, a, a versatile, versatile group of guys, uh definitely at the guards part that we can uh, uh, kind of interchange, and then hopefully when we get, uh, begin to make substitutions, that we don't have uh, any drop off, or or even better yet, you know, we have a you know a pick up, you know, uh, when those guys um, are inserted in. So um, we're we're looking to you know be be gritty, uh, to play extremely hard, play uh, play fast. Uh, to try to get up and down a little bit, and but but absolutely be aggressive on defense.
1: I see you got a guy named Raji Phillips on the team. His first year, he's a sophomore from here. I'm assuming, is that Raji's son?
2: Absolutely, is. Yes, sir. It came from uh, Christian Brothers as well. Uh
1: huh. Um, is is he a starter? Is he going to play? Uh,
2: oh, absolutely, he's going to play uh, and, and play a great deal and. Yes, he has a, a great chance of being a starter on, uh, on on Sunday, and for us, he man, he brings so much toughness to this team, and uh, it, it the the toughness starts right there. Um, uh, he in practice, he's the same way. He gets after the guys, and and he prepares our guys, uh, you know, for for game time because the way he gets after them in practice is like, okay, if if guys get after you are any tougher than this in the game, then hey, you, you guys are prepared because uh he, he's relentless he he's been that way. he understands he's a coach's son uh and so uh he you know he 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 knows the game and he's continuing to learn uh what is what it is his strength and things that he needs to do you know for us to be successful and uh the biggest deal is bringing that tenacity and that uh, that leadership you know every single day uh, and and so as opposed to just talking it, uh he's walking it you know every single day.
1: I see you got a freshman from Puerto Rico. His name is Jerome Mincy. <laughs> Tell me, is that the son? He's absolutely the junior.
2: Yeah, absolutely. He is. He's Jerome Mincy, uh, junior, uh, Jerome is the senior son, man. He and I, uh, Jerome, the dad, he and I have been talking, uh, early on I, since last year during our season. And I got a chance to meet him and, and see him and, uh, look at a lot of film and, and get opportunities to, to, you know, bring him in and take him through the campus. And, uh, uh Jerome is uh, I guess probably about six, 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 seven. Um uh we're we're working on him to get that, that tenacity that his dad had, uh, going after those boards. Uh he he shoots better. You know, we, we laugh and joke uh at Jerome and the dad and I said, Well, I think Deshaun shoots a little better than you do, Jerome. <laughs> um, but, but 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 we love it. But Jerome is uh uh he he's uh, has a great personality, man, a great character and we're we're working on him uh to become uh, tougher, stronger, and he knows there are things that uh, he has to work on, and and he's willing.
1: So, besides Payne and and Williams, and we, you know Phillips will play a lot. Who who else will be uh, starting or integral on this team for Sunday?
2: Uh, and and it is tough, you know. I mean, I, as, as the days have been going by, you just try to you know look at guys and say uh, you know different different uh, you know matchups that we can put out there, and um, so uh, you know uh Darrell Johnson uh is one of the guys he also came from uh Christian Brothers. Uh he he's been uh uh very integral in what we've been doing. Uh you know, plays hard and uh can get out on the floor with the ball. Callan Haywood, uh, is another one of my guys from last year. Yep. Callan has been extremely important uh with us, man. Extremely smart. Uh ve- very smart basketball player, man. And 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 you know, it doesn't hurt that he can shoot the basketball uh as well. Um uh, um, but but we have other guys, man. We have I, I think the team, you know, Mo Coro, the guy out of uh, Seattle, he he plays hard. Um uh K J uh Kawan Banks, he he's tough. Uh, man, Kowan brings a lot to the table. Uh Ray Fudd, Albright uh is uh is my speed guy, uh and, and he's you know, he's been through the wars and uh, he's tough. Um, you know, we have another freshman in Cal Houston who uh, uh, you know he's coming along. I mean, these guys are working, man. And I mean, I could just name every guy on the roster and say that, uh, man, these guys are, are working hard in there, and, and we're trying to, you know, bring that mantra with the iron sharpening iron about getting after each other every single day, and that's you know, it's the way we get better.
1: All right, my friend, I can't wait to see uh, how good you think Memphis is.
2: Man, the best. Uh, uh, that, that's tough because they, I mean, the amount of talent, and then now uh, as you know. Before you know, as opposed to, you know, the other years where you've run in a lot of talented freshmen, you have proven guys. You have, you know, Jaylon Quinter you know, Jacob Le- Uh You have some tough guys, man. And we know, we know that those guys, uh, you know, have, have proven. They're, they're veterans, uh, and, and they're extremely talented. And, and they, uh, uh, you know, number of those guys over there have uh, great futures ahead of them, and, and they're going to continue to play basketball on the next level. And so um, – uh, Penny has his, uh, you know, he's in a great situation, has his work cut out because, uh, as he, as he knows, when you have, you know, a number of guys like that, is uh, now is, you know, the time, as long, as long as you can bring those guys together and everybody's on, you know, the same page, now, uh, is, it, is getting those minutes and, and, you know, guys understanding that, hey, this night, you know, this, you might be 30 minutes, this night you might be 15, but, but bring your A game every single night. And so I think, uh, they have a, a great roster over there, and, uh, man, they could cause a lot of problems this year for a lot of people.
1: I think so, too. Andre, I can't wait
2: to see you and
1: your whole family on Sunday at FedEx Forum. Thank you so much for being on with us today.
2: Absolutely, Dave. I appreciate it. Well, you know the whole family will be there for sure. Oh, right? I know. it. can't wait to see Des. <laughs> Very good. Absolutely, man. Man, all those girls and the grandbabies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow.
1: Wow. Got any boys in your family yet? four. Oh, you got grandboys, okay. I
2: got grandboys. I, I got one myself.
1: It. How about that? So right, here we go. <laughs> I Ta- I Thank you, it. Andre, appreciate it.
2: Uh, Thank you a lot, Dave, man.
1: You take care. You too. That's the little General Andre Turney's brought to you by Dawn Greater Southern Security Credit Union. I shouldn't say just Dawn because this thing's been around for 70 years. But, man, is she making them grow? They just broke ground on a new office in Collierville. It's simple. They just do a great job for anybody that needs banking. That's it. It's simple. They have the best rates when it comes to an auto loan. They've got, if you're a business owner, the best benefits for any kind of credit card. At Southern Security, they'll handle every one of your banking needs, the best rates, and they are like family. I promise you, if you want information, you call them. You don't have to go to a website. You can. You can go to southernsecurity.org, but... Call 452-7900, 901-452-7900, and talk to one of the team members, and they'll set you straight. They, by the way, they're big Tiger sponsors. You see them all over anything that has the U of M on it, because they're your home team. They're your home team credit union for 70 years. The best way to bank. It's Southern Security. Back in just one minute, Pete Pranica and the
0: Grizzlies. That's next. Add a little fun to your lunch break. Join Johnny Radio for Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM, presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here once again is the voice of the Tigers, Dave Willochian.
1: Hiya, Pete Pranica, to join us. We go in from a legend and Andre Turner last night. Pete Pranica, a legend himself, was approached. Now I read this thing from Jeff Hawkins where some lady from St. Louis named Katie Fisher had to have a selfie made with you. And the first thing I thought of is it's got to be Rob Fisher's sister or something,
3: right? No, no. Different, different spelling of the name. No, ah. um, no, she and her husband, uh, just, they, they would run in the St. Jude, I think half marathon. Oh, And so, so they would come down and they would see a Grizzlies game. And, um, it was a playoff game and they became so enamored with the environment and with the team that, uh, they were watching the telecast all the time and, Michelle, the usher that works uh, right near the press table, so oh, yeah. somebody wants to meet you, and uh, yeah, it was, it was it was so funny. It's like I'm going to cry, and I'm like, why? why? <laughs> but uh, no, very, very, very sweet, and um, and just thrilled to see that uh, that Brevin and Fish and I, uh, you know, make a connection with people from a lot of different places. In fact, uh, a guy from Australia is coming in for the Dallas game and wants to meet us as well because he watches. Uh, over in Australia, so it's just it's kind of cool the connection that we no can doubt. have with fans, and it's always great to have little meetups like that.
1: That is that that makes this, the 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 job just feel so fulfilling. I I totally uh, understand where you're coming from. All right, let, let, let's talk about last night, and this looks like it's going to be a problem, no big guy. Uh, and I don't want to diminish what Tillman does because he had a, a decent game last night, but you look at the discrepancy: fifteen rebounds minus fifteen for the Grizz. Um, I know they'll shoot better than 28 percent from three, but awful last night. And the other thing that really was surprising me, and I heard Brevin make a point about this, that you can't just abandon what you used to be really good at, uh, which was getting points in the paint, particularly in transition. I think the Grizz were one for 10 in transition last night, which seems like, right. how can that happen? So um, how much of this? Can you expect the first twenty-five games, or if uh, unless the Grizz make some sort of a trade move to get a, uh, a another true center, what, what's going to happen here?
3: Well, a couple of things. I think you know my personal opinion is you need to get another big, even when Santi Aldama comes back, because you know knock on the nearest available piece of wood. Xavier Tillman's been very durable uh, for the Grizzlies, you know, and, right. and you're one you're one turned ankle away, uh, you know, from really being in a pickle. I know that the Grizzlies wanted to do more pace and space, wanted to shoot more threes. That's where the league is going. And now if you're not going to have Steven Adams, that becomes a piece of it. But still, one of the things where the Grizzlies were more effective from three is because they had Adams to get a touch in the paint and then a kick out. And Devin and I talked about it early in the third quarter. You you know, a walk-up three is not always your best shot. you got to at least explore the paint, force the defense to move around a little bit, uh, maybe before then you kick it out for a three. And the Grizzlies had twenty paint points in the first half. They had twenty in the third quarter when they were when they were starting to make a, a little bit of a comeback. So no, I, I don't think they wanted to abandon where they were. And I talked to Patrick St. Andrews last night and he said, you know, we're gonna be painting three, painting three, painting three. Uh, Grizzlies still ended up with fifty paint points, but to your point two Wolo uh, two fast-break points from a team that averaged 18 yeah. fast-break points last year. Uh, that, that's a remarkable come down, and, and you're right, one of 10 uh, opportunities converted. That's that's not going to get it done. Now, having said that, the Pelicans have always been a real rough matchup for the Grizzlies. They are long, they are athletic, and those are the types of teams that give the Grizzlies a lot of problems. So uh combination of bad matchup, lack of bigs, maybe some early season rust and, and shooting woes. So it's one of 82, and... Marcus Smart told the team in the huddle, he said, it is a long, long season. This is one. We have 81 more to play. So stay stay the course. I,
1: and I'm going to go back with uh, Taylor Jenkins, who sometimes does a bunch of, of, of coach speak. But um, in this particular case, I, I think he's spot on. When will the next game be that Luke Kennard and Jaron Jackson Jr. are 0 for 10 from three point range, I actually thought that the shots they got were wide open. The ball movement and and almost every first quarter bucket, by the way, was assisted. The right. ball movement was terrific. It, it was just, I think, a rusty night. And and um, even even though he actually shot okay from three, the guy that seemed to be real rusty was Derek Rose, who had to be moved by a standing ovation when he came in for the first time. When when was the last time a seventh or eighth guy on a team got a standing out just for coming right. in the game?
3: Yeah, I mean it was it was a great environment. And yeah, Derek shot two of four from three, he had three assists, didn't commit a turnover. Um, I think there there are a lot of positives there. And you know, you have a shorter training camp. You only have five preseason games. Um, so, I think, yeah, probably there's there's a little bit of rust there. The emotions on opening night are running high. Marcus Smart's a new guy. Derek is making his return to Memphis. Um, and, no, you don't expect Jaron to go 0-5 from three. And, just and, and really, Jaron only nine shots in 35 minutes. That's not nearly enough. Jaron's got to be a guy, I think, like Bain and Jaron, particularly now without for the first 25 games of the season. Those guys have to be getting... 15 to 20 shots at a minimum for this team to be successful. And, um, you know, Jaron only took four shots inside the arc. And uh, that, that's that's not a total that, that the Grizzlies can live with. He needs to be more aggressive, get a piece of the paint, and then the threes are going to eventually come.
1: Do you think, um, because there's no jaw, and, and really you're not as worried about the inside, that allows more doubling on Jaron, and and therefore settling for threes outside or giving the ball up when he's doubled inside.
3: There's that. There's also again, you know, like I said, the link that New Orleans has. You know, Zion is not terribly long. Valanchunas obviously has great size. Herb Jones has great size and a very good oh, yeah. I, defensive I love player. Him. Yeah. And 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 then you bring in Larry Nance Jr. for 15 minutes. He'll give you some some good minutes defensively. So. Uh, it's always been a tough matchup. The two games that the Grizzlies won last year against New Orleans last year. they were at home for both of them. Uh, TJ. McCollum did not play in one of them and in the other one, he only scored ten points.
1: yeah he's good. so <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah it's 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 a tough matchup for the Grizzlies. Give me again, your your
1: you, your take on Zion before I run out of time here because uh, your cohort, who's pretty spot on, Revan Knight, certainly was not impressed. all all he did, and I agree with them was uh, grabbed the ball almost, and I think Fish said this, like a fullback, just got in the paint and dared you to try to stop him or foul him and then muscle his way to the hole. Uh, He did not have a great deal of lift in the first quarter, had more in the fourth quarter, which bodes well, I guess, for him. Uh, Maybe he's shaking off some rust. But um, certainly not the player we thought he was coming out of college, at least not in one in game one of, of what is his fourth year.
3: No, no. Three assists and three turnovers. He was a minus eight on the night. Oh. Uh, I mean, and, and obviously played really, really well in the fourth quarter. It might have been a matter of Willie Green saying, hey, would you just take the ball to the rack? You're bigger and stronger than these guys. Just, just go straight to the front of the rim. And uh, the Grizzlies were probably a little worn down because, you know, they were so short on bigs. I mean, you know, when you look to the bench, Roddy basically is the only other big off the bench that got any run. You know, Kenny Lofton didn't see the floor. So uh, I, think if, and they, I think they want Zion to be more of a distributor. The three assists, three turnovers, and he just, he just did a lot of one-on-one and, and just his bulk and his elevation and some of the lobs, that was, that was the difference for him.
1: Yeah, uh, he's, he's a monster. Uh, it's hard to believe a guy could move as quick and jump as I, uh, with the weight that he's got, but he, he is definitely able to do that. Give me your thoughts on Marcus Smart, his debut in a Memphis uniform.
3: I think, you know, Marcus is going to take some time to integrate, but man, you know, a very solid 17 points, but he did turn it over five times. And, and again, I think that's part of becoming integrated with this basketball team. Um, and, and, and that'll come with time. I mean, he, he played one preseason game. That's really all the game action that he's had with this group. Uh, so it's going to be a work in progress. This is a team that is going to be a work in progress because they were hoping to have Stephen Adams back. Uh, and they're trying out some new things offensively. So it is going to be a work in progress. But what I like that Marcus said, he said, a championship is not won or lost in one game. Okay, this is game one of 82. Uh, not our best effort tonight. Hey, we got another one against Denver. It's going to be a big challenge. So let's get ready for that. And I, I just like the attitude and I like the leadership he's showing.
1: And I will say this I don't think Desmond Bain is going to score 31 points every night, but he does make it look simple. He just keeps getting better and better and better.
3: Absolutely, I mean thirty-one, five and five, with two steals and a block shot. I mean, he is. I I I know that the guard list is crowded in the Western Conference. I really think Des, if he continues this level of play, maybe not thirty-one and five and five every night, but if he continues this level of play, I think he is definitely in the All Star conversation, and I hope he makes it.
1: I ask you this every year, and we should uh, program note this, that you'll be joining us on Thursdays at uh, the first segment at about 10-12 uh, every Thursday, and we're just pleased as we can be that you are joining us. Uh, but what, what, what is a fair, with jaw out 25 games and no Stephen Adams, fair expectations, I know postseason has to be in that forecast, where do you think with this very talented Western Conference, the Grizzlies sort of fall in?
3: I I probably see them probably a five or six Mm -hmm. uh, seed in the West. Then again, we've seen this team deal with injuries and still win 50 games and be a two seed. So, um, you know, it just depends on how quickly everything coalesces. You know, is last night uh, the way things are going to be or will it be an outlier? And it's it's way too early to tell. But given how talented the West is, every night's going to be a slugfest. There is not a team maybe outside of Portland that you can say, yep, this is probably going to be a win for us. Uh, everybody, everybody's tough, and the Grizzlies are playing with a with a shortened deck at the moment. So, I, I think the goal has to be stay out of the play in because that that's where you get into a bit yeah. of danger. But I think I think the Grizzlies should be good enough to be at the very worst fifth or sixth.
1: That sounds fair to me. All right, one one last thing. You already alluded to it earlier. I don't know if you have any uh, inside info, but do you think there will be a move? Before Jock comes back, trying to get a big man?
3: Uh, I mean, I, I don't have any inside information. It, like I said, it, it, it's my personal preference just to have another big body because, um, like I said, you know, Xavier Tillman's been fantastic. You hope that uh, he stays safe from injury and that Santi Aldama is back quickly. But still, I, I think you need another big physical presence because, you're missing Steven. You're also missing Brandon Clark.
1: Yeah, no doubt. So uh,
3: I, I think definitely you need somebody else. When,
1: when, when does Clark come back, and don't you have an exemption for the first 20 or 25 games because of the suspension that you can add players?
3: Uh, it's the first five, because for the first five games, Ja actually is considered to be active but suspended. After right. the five games, then you can put him on the inactive list. So that the five-game... Uh, number I think is is what we're looking at. Where then the, at that point the Grizzlies could look to add somebody. Okay, all
1: right. And BC any 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 word? We'll have his agent on tomorrow. I'll ask him too.
3: Uh, I I don't have any word on BC. Uh, I've seen him, uh, you know, in shoes and, and doing some seated drills, and so he's with the team. He's doing whatever work that he can. But uh,
2: there's there's
3: no no timetable that I'm aware of when uh, when he might be back.
1: Pete, thanks so much. Safe travels to Denver, and we'll be watching tomorrow night. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. That's the television voice of the Memphis Grizzlies, the one and only Pete Pranica. He's brought to you by Ken, Ken Garland, Custom Home Builders. Ken knows you're making a major commitment. You're putting up the money, baby, when you are doing that dream home or you're going to Renovate. I call it a renovation with innovation. You love your lot. You love where you are. But you want modern amenities. You want the California closets. You want the kitchen with the island and the granite tops. You want the media room with the hidden speakers and all that other great stuff. He's got it. He knows how to do it. If you are looking for land, he's got it. If you've got land in your family... Time to build the dream home. You're not sure how to utilize it. Oh, does he have the knowledge. 70 years worth. He and his dad have had Ken Garland Custom Home Builders building or renovating palaces throughout the Mid-South for all that time. Go look at KenGarland.com and then call. He's fun to talk to. He's that rare guy that sees little details and the big picture all at once. His number is 751- 1632. Go to KenGarland.com. You'll understand when you go to that website how valuable, how good Ken Garland is at Ken Garland, Custom Home Builders. We end Thursdays
0: every week with Jarvo. He's next. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM, presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here once again is the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshenk.
1: We always end our Thursdays with Jarvis Greer, who you know is with me every, well, it could be Thursday, Friday, or Saturday on the Tiger Football Broadcast. will not be with me in Denton because he is being honored by the Courage for Cancer Banquet. John Neal puts on every year, raising money to battle cancer. So congratulations on that. We're going to miss you in Denton. I know you'll still be a part of the
4: broadcast, though. Good morning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll uh, do the studio in studio time. I think Russell's going to be with you. Russell Copeland's going to yeah. be with you in Denton, and I will take his place on the uh, on the in studio broadcast from right here in Memphis. So uh, we'll all be together just through the airwaves. Yeah. All right. Um, what What
1: did you think about last night and the uh, big guy dilemma? Without Steven Adams and no Brandon Clark and Aldama did not play. The big man, dilemmaless Grizz. <laughs>
4: oh, wow. Well, first of all, you know, that was the gut punch three days before the season starts with Steven Adams being announced out for the season with that TCL. And uh, so that's one. And then one day before the season, Sankey goes down with a you know a sprained ankle in practice. So, boom, there's there's your front court, you know, other than Jaron and uh, Darren Jackson Jr. And so I was not surprised about the, the discrepancy and rebounds. Memphis got cremated on the boards, But the deal with that is the Grizzlies just could not hit a shot. A lot of those three. And first of all, let me say this. I do not agree with taking 43-3. That's way too much, especially for this team, because there's not that many shooters on this team, not named Desmond Bain. And, uh, Well, look, Kennard is supposed
1: to be the best at it with accuracy. He was 0 for 5. He was 0 for 5, and Jaron Jackson Jr., I think 5, is too many for him, but he was 0 for 5.
4: I'm not going to say 5 is too many for him because he's a 35% three-point shooter. He can shoot that shot, and a lot of those shots he got were wide open, including several. He's trailing on the break, which is what he's really good at, but none of them went down, and that's one reason why there were so many rebounds available that the Pelicans got because the Grizzlies just shot terribly. And, you know, you shoot bad, you look bad. And that's basically, you know, Gene Barto said that when he was with the Tigers. And that has rung true ever since I, you know, first heard him say that. No matter how good a defense you play, because Jaron had, what, five block shots, including three on Zion at the rim. And, uh, you know, but you shoot bad, you look bad. And that's just one. I will say this, that's one of 82. You know, this team is trying to put itself together on the fly after getting those two late injuries, you know, right until <laughs> you know, within a week before the season starts so now you got to re you know redigger your whole roster as far as you know rotations and all that other kind of stuff plus you got you know a new player in Marcus smart who i thought played pretty well for his first game you know he only played one preseason game and uh the last one and i thought you know he, he looked representative representative uh, well out there with, the, the, uh, only, the only the only thing
1: six. that bugged me about him and i love him i'm so glad he's on this team. Yeah. But, but five turnovers, but a lot of that is I, I, I don't think he quite knows the, the no. offense, and he didn't play uh, except for one preseason game. So uh, that will take a while. Uh-huh. And, hey, this is nothing new. The Grizz are now 5-18 in 23 years in Memphis <laughs> on opening night.
4: Yeah we've, yeah, we've seen this story before. I'll tell you this, though. It was neat being back in the arena, seeing all the colors, seeing all the people. It was a hard sellout and that was really neat the uh, symphony opened the game playing yeah. with, uh, some 36 mafia and having Zeebo and Tony Allen out there do the player introductions was that was off the chain that was that was a great way to get the season started the only thing was a bummer of an ending but like i said 1 of 82 they at least they got some stuff on on tape on film on you know whatever digital you want to call it and uh, they'll they'll go from there i trust that they they know what they're doing but like i said the only thing i disagree with really is all three 3s i'll take some paint points any day over Jack and them, even when they're wide open. Well, if you're missing and, them like they were during the one
1: day. for ten in transition. That's not, you're not going to go,
4: you're not going to no. shoot
1: 28% from three when you have that many open looks again, and you're not going right. to go one for ten in transition. So, uh, and and let's face it, uh, New Orleans kind of has the, the Grizzlies' number anyway.
4: <laughs> yeah, even when you've had a full roster with Stephen Adams, Brandon Clark, John Moran, and everybody else, you know, the, the Pelicans have still been tough. You know, it was one of those, you know, every team has a team that they just can't figure out or can't play well. And one thing the Pelicans did do, I thought they did well against Darren Jackson, Jr., they basically walled him off from driving to the paint. The Grizzlies really worked hard in preseason on getting him the ball near the top of the key and letting him go one-on-one straight to the hole. And they had like a, you know, they double teamed him, so he couldn't do it. He really couldn't get in the paint. So they're going to have to figure out how to get in the ball just with the back to the basket. Which is not really what he's known for, but they're gonna to have to work some of that. Well out with Noah and Adams
1: yeah. and and honestly no Ja, it's it's pretty easy to double and, and he that, yeah. that, that's gonna happen a lot until Ja comes back. I, I, I got a feeling. Uh, one other great moment and I haven't seen this for a you know the seventh or eighth guy, first time coming into the game, Derek Rose. Oh yeah, and that ovation. He, uh, uh, you know, he lost, so he was po'd, but he had to deep inside feel pretty pretty special about that.
4: Oh, that was awesome when they when Derek Rose came in um, somewhere there late in the first quarter. Um, the the crowd when they saw him get up off the bench, that murmur was in the crowd and it got louder as he got closer to the scores table, and then it was thunderous by the time he came in into the game, and I'm sure he had to appreciate that. I appreciated that, and it was just neat to see number 23 in there wearing a Grizzlies uniform, which, you know, that white Grizzlies uniform that was not far off of the Tigers' white jerseys that they used to wear when he was playing. So, you know, that was very nostalgic, and I'm I'm sure he – you know, once he gets over the, the loss, we'll appreciate that moment.
1: Yeah, I got a
4: feeling the same way.
1: All right, we're about to meet with the coaches here uh, yep. in, in about a half an hour. Tell me what you think happens in Denton. and let, Let's start with this because this, for me, is the biggest key to the game. A little bit like last week. Establish a running game. They give up 256 yards running every single game. And with the way Blake Watson is playing, now that BT is back into the mix, don't forget Sutton Smith. I think the Tigers will keep the ball away from the uh, Mean Green, and and I, I think they should run the ball down their throats.
4: Well, like we saw the Memphis start out against UAB last week on offense. You know, I thought they were going to say, let's just run the ball. They came out through a pass. Yeah. And, you know, it was a one to get uh, Seth settled down early. You know, it was just like a a quick look in. And I think they might do the same thing. Not to say that they won't, like, try to run it down their throat when they can, but I think they want to keep North Texas off balance somewhat with just those little quick passes that are simple throws, and then you you give it to Blake Watson. And so you're not so predictable every down. Like, you know, some Tiger fans think that the Memphis offense is extremely predictable. They're going to run it into the line, and they're going to run it into the line, and then they're going to throw a pass on third down. Well, um if you keep him cross up just with the little quick passes and I think they'll once again go with uh Seth Hennigan. Hey Seth, what do you like? What plays would you call like they did the last oh. game? And and that gets him more involved with the offense and he's much more comfortable in well, doing that. But I do look I do look for Blake Watson to have another big game.
1: With him uh the story is coming home too, and yeah you've got yeah. to keep him even keel. When he gets too jacked up, think Missouri think Tulane, that's not usually a good start. So I I, I like your thought process. What do you like? And concentrate on that and don't be so hyped up.
4: Yeah, and you know what? It's also North Texas homecoming. How that works out, I'll never know. They get Memphis for homecoming. But, uh, you know, Memphis, what, beat North Texas last last year by 10? Was it
1: 44-34? Yeah, I think it was something like that. It was 10 or 11. Yeah, and so
4: they, they score points. You know, and I I haven't seen anything where their quarterback is hurt, like what happened at at UAB. This guy has thrown, what is he, 255 straight passes for 290 without an interception. He's only got one pick this year. 14
1: touchdowns, one pick. That's a pretty good ratio.
4: Yeah, so, you know, they they can throw it and they can run it themselves. They score a lot of points, but they give up a lot of points. So this one may be a little bit more of a shootout than – than last week, and let's hope Tigers come out
1: on top. I agree with you 100%. Thank you, my friend. We'll uh, see you in a little bit. All right, Dave. That's... Dave
4: Olosian. What a man.
1: Oh. The yeah. crowd's cheering. Just working, buddy. <laughs> Just working. Thank you. <laughs> all, right, all right, Dave. That's Jarvo. He's brought to you in part by Matt Eflin. There's another oh, Tiger, right? That's the thing about... Tiger family, they'll stick together. And that's what Matt Eflin does. And he wants you to be part of his family. And that's the way he does the insurance. That's how he protects you with your car, with your home. With life insurances, he gets to know you and welcome you into the family, gets to know your family. He'll sit down and talk with you, what's important, what your budget is, and then he protects you with all of those things. And he works the same sort of philosophy with small to mid-sized businesses. That's his commercial insurance specialty. He'll get to know you, your product, your employees, what your budget is, what you forecast out, what you got to protect, and then he goes to work. All you got to do is make the call, 901 386 4777. You pick that number because it spells out GER. Big Tiger supporters. 901 386 GER. Get protected the right way. Collaborate with the Eflin Insurance Team. That'll do it for us tomorrow. Zach and I will make our pick six. We got uh, our NBA fantastic super agent, Andy Schiffman will be around. Also, Brian Thakus will end our week. So we'll be busy tomorrow, that is for sure. Johnny Radio comes your way in just a minute. Have a great day, everybody.